ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय
Jaraj, Jarayujam. Jarayujam. One born from a womb. One born from a womb. Swedajam. Swedajam. One born from perspiration. One born from perspiration. Andaja. One born from an egg. One born from an egg. Udhvidam, one born from the earth. Characharam, the moving and the stationary. Deva, the demigods. Rishi, the great sages. Pitra, the inhabitants of Pitraloka. Bhutam, the material elements, air, air, fire, water and earth. Aindriyam, all the senses. Dyohu, the higher planetary systems. Kham, the sky. Kshitihi, the earthly planets. Shaila, the hills and mountains. Sarit, the rivers. Samudra, the oceans. Dvipa, the islands. Grahariksha. The stars and planets. Iti, thus, Abhidheyaha, to be variously named. Ekaha, one. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, Esi Bhakti Vedanta Swami Shila Prabhupada Ki Translation. My dear Lord, you manifest your different energies in countless forms as living entities born from wombs, from eggs, and from perspiration as plants and trees that grow out of the earth, as all living entities both moving and standing, including the demigods, the learned sages and the pitas, as outer space, as the higher planetary system containing the heavenly planets, and as the planet earth with its hills, rivers, seas, oceans and islands. Indeed, all the stars and planets are simply manifestations of your different energies. But originally, you are one without a second. Therefore, there is nothing beyond you. This entire cosmic manifestation is therefore not false, but is simply a temporary manifestation of your inconceivable energy. Purport. This verse completely rejects the theory of Brahma Satyam Jagan Mithya, which states that spirit or Brahman is real, whereas the manifested material world with its great variety of things is false. Nothing is false. One thing may be permanent, another, th- another temporary, but both permanent and temporary are facts. For example, if someone becomes angry for a certain period, no one can say that his anger is false. It is simply temporary. Everything we experience in our daily life is of, his same, of this same character. It is temporary but real. The different kinds of living entities coming from various sources are very clearly described in this verse. Some are born from a womb and some, like certain insects, from human perspiration. Others hatch from eggs and still others sprout from the earth. A living entity takes birth under different circumstances according to his past activities, karma. Although the body of the living entity is material, it is never false. No one will accept the argument that since a person's material body is false, Murder has no repercussions. Our temporary bodies are given to us according to our karma and we must remain in our given bodies to enjoy the pains and pleasures of life. Our bodies cannot be called false. They are only temporary. In other words, 
the energy of the supreme lord is as permanent as the lord himself although his energy is sometimes manifest and sometimes not as summarized in the vedas sarvam khalvidam brahma everything is brahman om agnana timirandhasya gnananjana shalakhaya chakshurunmilitam yena tasmay shri gurave namaha श्री चैतन्य मनोभिष्टम स्थापितम ये न भूतले स्वयं रूप कदाम ददाति स्वदाक वंदेहम श्री गुरो श्रीयुता पदकमल श्रीगुरो वैष्णवांश्च श्रीरूपम साधृजा सहगण रघुनाता तम सजीव साइत सवधूत परिजना सहित कृष्णचैतन्यादेव श्रीराधा कृष्ण पदगणलिता श्री विशाखाता हे कृष्ण करुणा सिंधो दीनबंधो जगत्पते गोपेश गोपिका कांता राधा कांता नमोस्तुते तप्त कांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदवनेश्वरी ऋषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरि प्रिये वाचाकुभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतिताभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नमः जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु निनंद श्री अद्वैता गदाधरा श्रीवासादिगौरभक्तवृंदा हरे हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा वेलकम ऑल ऑफ यू for today's discussion of shrimad bhagavatam <coughs> um this canto as we know is talking about a particular aspect of the 10 topics that shrimad bhagavatam covers and the main topic that this canto covers is sthanam sthanam is the place where this material creation is taking place so uh the concept also sometimes you will see majority of the concept is to understand that sthanam the place where all the field of activities is taking place is actually not different from the lot nonsense so that that is the abhideya and the uh, 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 that is the bheda bheda and abheda type of understanding of the supreme lord that he is different from this material energy but he is the material energy is not different in one sense so therefore the sthanam itself is one sense the lord the lord holds everything um he is the dharana shakti also through his energies he, he he holds it so this verse is quite interesting in the sense that 
जब जम्बुद्वीप रेजिडेंट्स और ऑफरिंग प्रेयर्स टू लॉर्ड हायग्रीवा द सुप्रीम लॉर्ड एंड वी ऑल्सो सॉ दैट हाउ दे ऑल्सो वर सेइंग दैट एवरीथिंग इज हेल्ड बाय द कूर्मा अवतार नाउ व्हेन आई वाज कॉन्टेम्पलेटिंग इट्स क्वाइट इंटरेस्टिंग बिकॉज व्हाट इज द बिगेस्ट क्वेस्ट फॉर द फिजिसिस्ट्स टुडे व्हाट इज द बिगेस्ट क्वेस्ट दैट दे आर आफ्टर फॉर द फिजिसिस्ट्स हु आर स्टडिंग द मटेरियल वर्ल्ड what is their biggest quest what do they want to understand to life on other planets to life on other planets life on other planets okay what about this planet what do they want to know about this planet they want to know how did the planet originate from is it not it, so they are doing this they want to know where did this virus came from <laughs> <laughs> it's probably come from mars <laughs> so Uh, the biggest quest is to find out what is the origin of this universe we know from 10 years ago they have uh, created a laboratory in cern it's an underground uh, cauldron it's a big uh, it's called as a, a, a cern laboratory huh? they where they are trying to bombard an atomic particle and do some experiments to find out what is the root cause of this universe very very interesting so that is their biggest quest actually they are trying to find out what is the cause of this mass yeah yeah so it's called god particle correct so what is the cause of the mass so that is the biggest quest that they are understand but this this prapancha this world is called as karana prapancha in shastra or it is called as an effect of some cause right so the problem of the scientists is they want to study and find the cause of anything be it mass or the the origin of the particle or whichever particle they are understanding but the problem is their focus is on the effect only how can you find the cause by studying just the effect yeah for example um uh if you see what is the cause of this book if you say what is the cause of this book when we ask like that what will be the answer cause is cause means what is it made of in one sense so what is the constituents of that book it's made of paper then what is the cause of paper we say we say wood what is the cause of wood we say it's tree what is the cause of a tree we would say see so therefore there are concomitant causes for every effect right so they want to find out what is the root cause of this effect the entire material existence to find the root cause we have to understand that we have to go beyond the effect to study the cause is it not you have to go beyond the effect because you can't still be at the effect and try to study the cause the cause have to be beyond the effect because the effect is just cause as a as because of the cause whatever has caused this so to study this to to study the pages of a book you have to study what what is pages made of it is made of wood so what is wood made of okay it's made of a tree then what is tree made of so you have to go and finally zero in on that ultimate cause which is the cause of all causes hmm? so this is where they have got hmm? first of all they are studying the effect which is they are studying the particle which is again an atom which is an effect they are studying that particle with another effect called the human body and the human brain because we are also effect of this material universe in one sense the body what we have the eyes that we have the ears that we have this is also an effect of this material cosmos so you are studying the effect with an effect you will never find the cause but what is interesting is 
This is the exact study what the Shastras also do. The Shastras also study the cause and they also study the effect. But how they study is different. They know that the effect and the cause are different. So to study the effect, I have to study the cause. So their focus is to study only the cause. Sorry, that must that's my to switch it off. The cause of the sound. <laughs> so what do they do? Um, they, they are very aware that I, if I have to study the cause, I should not study the effect and I should not use the same faculties of the effect to study the, the cause. For example, I should not be studying the effect with my eyes, with my ears, with my mortal things that I have, my brain also. I can't study an effect with my limited brain because my brain has limited capacity. So what do they do? They resort to something which, is, which doesn't have any cause. Therefore, Vedas are called as Apaurusheya. Therefore, this concept actually doesn't exist anywhere in this universe except the Vedas. There is no concept of something coming and doesn't have a cause of anything. So, Vedas say Apaurusheya. There is no material cause for Vedas. That is why it is called as Apaurusheya. So, then the scientists, so-called scientists, which is a, our sages, pick up this method and then study the cause. That is how they study. And what do they do? You know, in today's, uh, today's science, we see in YouTube, there are a lot of interviews that is conducted. We saw Brajaraj Prabhu also give an interview recently uh, in his, uh, from his company as a representing a CEO of his company. So we all give interviews, you know. So in the same way, these interviews are captured. So Bhagavatam also is an interview going on. So Maitreya Rishi asks with Parasharamuni, Vidura asks with Maitreya Rishi, uh, Narada Muni asks Brahmaji. So there is an interview going on. But problem is there is no video uh, you know, captured and there is no YouTube channel there. But the channel that we have is Bhagavata Puran or Srimad Bhagavatam. So similarly, there was an interview between Parachara Muni and Maitreya Rishi many, 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 many years ago. So Maitreya Rishi questions Parachara Bhatta. You know who is Parachara Bhatta or Parachara Muni? He is the father of? Yes, sir. So he is the father of Vedavyasa. So Maitreya Muni asks, Yanmayam cha jagat brahman yatas chaitat characharam linyam masid yathayatra layameshti yatracha. So he's asking same question what the scientists are asking. What is the world made of? Yanmayam cha jagat brahman. Yanmayam means maya. Mayam means what? Mrinmayam. Svrinmayam. Chelamayam we say. Mayam means what is it made of? Mayam. So Yanmayam cha jagat brahman. What is it made of? Where do these animate and inanimate beings come from? Yatas chaita characharam. Yatas cha characharam. Chara means that which moves. Acharam means that which doesn't move. So if you see in this verse, characharam devarshi pitra bhutam aindriyam. So where are these animate and inanimate objects coming from or beings coming from? Linyam asid yathayatra. Into what is it brought into dissolution? And into what does it dissolve? How is it manifested? And into what does it dissolve? This is the question that Maitreya Rishi is asking Parasharabhat. So there is an interview going on. And now Parachara Muni asks, now we understood that. Uh, now what is interesting in this question is, this is the same question that the scientists are trying to find out. What is this entire world made of? That means, what is the root cause of this universe? Can you please tell me? What is this made of? I am seeing trees. If you see here, there is Jarayujam, Svedajam, Andodvijam, 
चराचरम देवर्षि पितृभूतम ऐंद्रियम द्यौहु खम क्षिति शैल सरित समुद्र सो सो मेनी ऑब्जेक्ट्स आर देयर इन दिस मटेरियल मैनिफेस्टेशन व्हाट आर दे मेड ऑफ आर दे ऑल मेड ऑफ वन थिंग और आर दे ऑल मेड ऑफ डिस्परेट कॉज आर देयर डिस्परेट कॉजेस फॉर दिस और डज ऑल दिस डिस्परेट कॉजेस गेट इनटू वन दैट इज व्हाट इट इज अभिधेय एकः इज इट वन कॉज फॉर ऑल ऑफ दिस दैट इज व्हाट द क्वेश्चन इज यन्मयम च जगत ब्रह्मन so therefore give me that common cause what is that common cause for everything that exists today whatever i am seeing whatever i cannot see whatever can i can perceive whatever i cannot perceive is there a common cause for it <clears throat> now this so these are the type of questions that shastras ask you know so therefore we can see that shastras are also not fantasy stories or blind beliefs in fact uh, in the chandogya upanishad in the vedas also there is a similar interview there this is an interview between a father and a son you all know the story between uh, shwetaketu and uddalaka said uddalaka is the father of shwetaketu shwetaketu finishes his uh, 12 years of vedic study and he comes back from the gurukul from the university so he is a recent graduate new graduate new grad the father notices that he is very proud he is walking with his head chin up because he has got that cap on his head that he has become a doctorate whatever bachelor's degree he has got so Shwetaketu asks, "My dear son, did you read everything in the university? Did you read read about that common cause, which is the important cause for everything that exists? Yudatam adesham apreksha yenashrutam shrutam bhavati atam avignatam vignatam iti." He is asking. Yudatam adesham apraksha yenashrutam shrutam bhavati. Whatever you see, whatever is manifest, whatever is not manifest. <coughs> have you realized and understood that one cause did you study all of that in the 12 years of study shweta geto scratches his head what is that i didn't know. and he says i think the teacher did not know about it so he is not taught me all of that so that so his pride is coming so again this interaction in the vedas is for us to understand that this knowledge cannot be understood by pride this knowledge cannot so we see we see in the last 300 years of history lot of british and german historians try to study the vedas uh, one of the pre, uh, predominant uh, if you see even today english english translation of the vedas whom whom do people study which english translation people study of the vedas who is author max muller max muller is the guy who who translated majority of books so he also had an interest to translate the vedas but the problem there was his interest was to decry the scriptures because his intent was not to understand the scriptures he will never understand the vedas so that common cause will never be revealed to him although he might learn sanskrit he might read the vedas top down everywhere because his his intent was not pure the knowledge will not reveal to him so that cause will never be revealed so that is the beauty of the shastra so many people we have ferdinand russell uh, so many so many people tried to explore the vedas but their only intent was to see somehow or the other i want to decry the vedas i have to see my knowledge where i come from is better the vedas are useless so because their their approach was like that they never they never were able to understand it so therefore the shastras also say this that how do you have, have to approach this knowledge what is the what is the mood with which we, we have to approach to understand the common cause now that's why in the shastras they talk about there is a there is a philosophy or it is called as epistemology in in philosophy it's called epist that is the study of knowledge itself how what is knowledge how do i acquire knowledge it's called epistemology in in the shastras it is called as karana gnana 
So uh, if we must have heard about upadana karana, nimitta karana, sahakari karana, all, all of that. It, there is a deep study of finding the cause of all causes itself. Now, you know, so simply Brahmaji puts sarva karana karana, govindam, adi purusham, sarva karana karana. One, two lines, you know, Brahmaji summarizes. But the Shastri people go deep into studying the karana tattva. Why does Bhagavatam talk about karana? Why does Brahmaji talk about karana? We know that the Lord is, is the karana or the cause of this material universe. But why is it even important to study this? Many times, we know, as devotees, we think, uh, it is not so important to study about creation. If you really see, uh, in the Bhagavatam itself, by the time we come to third canto, creation is discussed at least three, four times. Uh, we were reading, uh, right now, in the Bhakti Vaibhav, we are reading the 21st, 20th chapter of the third canto. Just before Maitreya Rishi had already explained about creation to Viduramuni, Again, he repeats the creation in the 20th chapter. He, he runs a rundown version of the creation. So, why does Bhagavatam talk about this? Because unless we cannot appreciate the jagat around us, the, the, the magnanimous creation around us, we cannot understand that the Lord is beyond this creation. If, you can, if we cannot come to the position of appreciating this magnanimous creation, the complexity in the design, we cannot understand that Krishna is beyond this creation. So, this is called as Karanam to Dhyayat. Worshipping the Lord as the Karanamastu, as the Jagat Karanamastu. He is the responsible. He is the medium. He is the reason. He is the cause of this material existence. Because, because of, without which this material existence cannot exist. So therefore, Bhagavatam repeatedly talks about Krishna as the Jagat Karanamastu also. Uh, and repeatedly, creation is discussed. And what Karana he is? Now generally, when we study Karana, the, the science of karana, there are three karanas that come under. One is the upadana karana. When you, uh, let's take the example of someone making a pot, you know, a potter making a pot. What does a potter use to make a pot? Clay. Clay. That clay is called as upadana karana or the material cause. Yeah. Now, compare it with the universe. What is this universe made of? What is the material cause for this universe? Is it is this is matter? Is it pradhan? Is it mula prakriti? All that is true, but actually the material cause also is Krishna. That material cause is an emanation of his energy. Maya dhekshena prakriti suyate se So all this matter, the universe is nothing but a, a mixture of all the three modes. Uh, which in its unmixed state is Pradhan. That Pradhan also is an energy of the Lord only. Pradhan also is an energy of the Lord, but a separated energy of the Lord. So in that sense, Krishna himself is also the material cause. <clears throat> in fact, if you go to Sri Vaishnava Sampradaya, they say that this material universe is a part of the body of the Lord. Uh, they talk about the Sthula, Sthula Brahman, that is, that, that who see the material universe as the body of the Lord, which is called as the what is it called as? The, uh, the material universe or the universal form of the Lord. I think in Kanto 3 it is there, no? Universal form and comparing different Correct. Claims. And everything comes from Him in one sense. Nimitta Karana, then that is called as efficient cause. So when a potter is making a pot, the potter himself is the Nimitta Karana. That means he is a sentient cause. He is the one who desires to make a pot and therefore he is making a pot. So in the same way, Krishna is the Nimitta Karana. He desires to create this world and therefore he creates the world. With what does he create the world? He creates with his own energy. 
that is nimitta karana and then then sahakari karana you know he uh, the potter rotates the wheel with a stick that stick is called as sahakari karana so when he creates this material universe what does the lord use does he use a stick no he uses his own energy so the lord himself is is the sahakari karana so when it comes to the universe he is all of this three he is the nimitta karana he is the upadana karana he is the sahakari karana also so this is how the shastra study the the causal the study of the causes in one sense so when when all of this is been uh, asked uh, the upanishads come to an answer of who is the ultimate cause the ultimate cause in it is also written in the upanishads it is said yato va imani bhutani jayante yena jatani jivanti yat pravanti abhisham vasanti tad vignasa svatad brahmeti so taitri upanishad says the entire creation that we see the cause is brahma brahman or tad brahmeti brahmeti means who is brahmeti then who is brahmeti then you have to refer bhagavad gita brahman is the cause they say who is brahman krishna says maya adhyakshena prakriti krishna says brahmano hi pratishtaham that i am the cause of brahman so therefore you have to see how the shastras go try to try to study the cause the cause is brahman who is the cause of brahman vishnu strutrini rupan chaitanya charitamrita madhalila uh 20.251 the verse 251 says if we study the cause that three vishnus are the cause of this material universe one can get liberated out of this so therefore the cause of this material universe is the three vishnus then these three vishnus come from where come from sankarshan and then if you study the teachings of lord chaitanya you will see finally it goes up to the absolute truth which prabhupada introduces as that cowherd boy krishna so finally the reason the ultimate reason the karana is krishna govindam adi purusham tamaham bhajam sarva karana karanam so this is how the shastras try to find the root cause of everything that exists now there is another interesting uh study that one of the puranas also sta- uh, states and what one one of the study that the purana does is uh it is in the skanda purana now see the scientists and the sages the scientists want to study one thing by which they can understand everything correct they want to find out that one particle called as god particle if i know the god particle i will know god i don't know why they call it as god particle because they don't believe in god but they still called it god particle because it was one way to they got hicks bosson yeah as other reporters uh, they just called god particle it looks exciting to the public okay. probably they wanted to reduce god to a particle so that god is the agenda the is agenda is particle of a god they think of how god was be okay it's interesting if they can think like that it's very nice so prabhu is saying media media if a particle is a particle of god think how god must be right interesting how that powerful is, it is how how big god must be that is nice so therefore they are they are looking for one thing ekaha abhideya ekaha here in the skanda purana there is a verse which says ekam cha tattvato gnyatum vina sarva gnata naram if you want to study one thing skanda purana says if you want to study one thing without the knowledge of everything you cannot know one thing in complete does it make sense if you want to know one atom or one electron or one neutron completely you have to know everything ha vina sarvagnatanaram na samarto mahendropi tasmat sarvatra jignasaye 
unless until we know everything you will not know even one thing completely or if you know one thing completely then you will know everything this is what skanda purana means does it make sense now see the difference between modern scientists and science and and science of the shastras if you know one thing you can know everything or if you want to know one thing completely you have to know everything otherwise you cannot understand even one electron completely because there are multiple dimensions in which you have to understand nanophysics one of the physics uh, if you study uh, the the detailed study of cosmos and time travel especially the study of black holes they want to study black holes and the biggest problem with science now, now the irony of science is black holes exists in a dimension which science can't even perceive it exists in at least 12 dimensions at the moment we have two or three dimensions that we study if you have to study black hole you have to go beyond 12 dimensions now there are think about infinite dimensions so if you have to study one electron when i was in the school i know that atom had nucleon nucleus electron and proton nucleus had neutrons finished story today they have found there are more than 12 things inside a neutron uh, a nucleus there are 12 different things prabhu might add a little more i don't know you don't know okay prabhu <laughs> prabhu showing similarity but as they go future in further they will find infinite number of things in a neutron so they will never be able to find anything fully they will never be able to understand an atom fully so therefore shastra says if you want to understand one thing you have to understand everything otherwise you will not be able to understand anything if you understand everything everybody will become jobless <laughs> so better not, not to understand not really because we don't need a job then so therefore shastra say what is that everything that you need to understand or what is that one thing you need to understand by which you can understand everything that tat brahmeti that is krishna jagat karanam astu is krishna that one thing from which who is the ultimate cause of every cause if i understand him then i will be able to understand everything so this is how prabhupada says if you know krishna you know everything put that one next to all zeros that one ekaha is krishna so that is what this verse is talking about that there may be so many forms now uh, in this verse there are talk the first verse is talking about four jiva jati means four types of creation what is that that which is born of a womb that which is born of sweat or perspiration swedajam that which is born of andaja andaja means that which is born of an egg and uh, the fourth one is udvijam that which is born of earth now science again has a big problem here science in the study of so called uh, theory of evolution uh, our great mr richard dawkins mr dawkins his now they study evolution and how uh, species are evolved those the they, they thought single cell organism evolved and finally they became amphibians and then mammals evolved so they were uh, they were single cell organisms which were ma- manifesting themselves they were dividing themselves and forming many bacteria and amoeba and then they started laying eggs when they became fishes and then after laying eggs they became and evolved up to laying uh, mammals which was giving but like a womb like humans but again they had a problem recent what was the problem when they came to lizards lizards sometimes give eggs and sometimes give direct birth also that was a confusion to them now they can't explain so there there is another theory to cover that the flaw because they thought evolution once the lizards once there is uh, evolution we have come to a mammal then you can give birth directly someone can give birth directly without the requirement of an egg 
but in the case of a lizard a lizard can give an egg or sometimes directly give birth to a offspring so they had a confusion oh maybe the lizard has not evolved or probably is in the process of evolving that's why it's doing both so the evolution has a strategy so they try to cover up their their shortcomings but here it's very clear bhagavatam is saying there can be offsprings that can come from four different reasons what is that jarayuyam jarayu means one born from a womb like humans swedajam i spent a lot of time understanding this what can be created out of perspiration what can come out of perspiration what's interesting you know the uh, the companies which produces deodorant they recently found out that people smell because of sweat it's not because of sweat because sweat ultimately is just salt water <laughs> but it is because of the bacteria that takes birth in the sweat <laughs> so that's what propad writes like certain insects from human perspiration so this is we're talking of bacteria that is one understanding second understanding is if the weather is humid and moist what will what will happen naturally fungus and bacteria thrive in a moist environment in a humid environment so therefore we keep people here keep bottled water in in cool temperatures so that they don't create warmer temperatures for bacteria to thrive so therefore shastra is already talking of swedajam that living entities which are born of sweat sweat means what why does it say sweat 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 doesn't only mean perspiration of the human beings when is sweat created sorry ma'am human perspiration huh the condition is like humidity correct and what is how is humidity created because of heat and water is it not so therefore these two elements what is that upper which is water ojas water and agni they two mix together to give rise to this that's why prabhupada in one of the morning walks pushta krishna prabhu asked prabhupada prabhupada you have said in bhagavatam that there are a lot of there are uh, organisms which take birth of human or uh, uh, which take birth in sweat or perspiration so what type of living organisms take birth out of sweat so prabhupada says every mayam what is it made of we have a human body what is this human body made of five, five elements panchabhuta sagi ha so it is five becoming one five elements becoming one body <laughs> and then death means one body becoming five elements simple ha five become one one become five simple that is what is called janma and mrutyu actually there is nothing called as birth and death in shastra in sanskrit there is no word for birth jayante janma najayate ja is the root word of dhatu or dhatu part of janma janma means ja ja means to appear or it is the amalgamation of matter and spirit simple when a spirit enters matter it forms a piece of lump of mud and slowly a human body evolves or slowly all of these species evolve jarayuyam uh, swedajam andajam udbijam there are so many bodies that evolve because of a spirit which goes into the matter and then just as a potter makes a pot a pot comes out and sometimes this form sometimes the form of an animal sometimes the form of a udbijam udbijam means if you put green moong sprouts in water a green moong dal in water automatically moong dal sprouts and then a plant comes out because water and earth seed is made of earth water and earth combine to udbijam to sprout a life is impregnated into through the water and then an earth sprouts and earth is means the seed basically 
So earth doesn't mean just clay. Our bodies are made of, made of earth also. Earth means the element earth. Panchabhutas. So this for the, the prayers, Jambudvipa people are praying that all of these forms which emanate, the charata, the trees, the udbhijam, the plants, uh, the insects, the people who are born by mammals, like humans or uh, mammalian fishes, all these four type of living entities. And characharam, the trees that move, acharam, I mean, sorry, no, no, trees don't move, they, they move, they move in one direction. These trees and plants, devarshi, the devatas, pitra, bhutam, aindriyam. So the, the prayers, they are saying that all of these forms are manifest only because as a manifestation of your energy. Prabhupada starts this purport talking about Brahma Satyam Jagan Mithya. Why does Prabhupada start this purport with this? Why does Prabhupada start with talking about monism? I want to identify fundamental false misconception. Why is there a misconception in this verse? Because, because we have to understand misconception as well as understand what they do. Yeah, there is a catch in the verse. Sometimes Bhagavatam, you know, sometimes Bhagavatam speaks like this. Puranas, this is Puranic language. That's why it's very important to understand the language in the Puranas. Uh, Puranas doesn't speak literally sometimes. As we have to understand the Bhasha Traya of the Puranas. Here it says, it, it said so many things, right? Huh? It's, it talked about Jarayuyam, Characharam, Yohu, Kham, Shitihi, Sarit, Shalila, Samudra, all of this, Abhideya Ekaha, it said. All of this is one. Right? So suddenly the monists will jump into the picture. Ah, we told you everything is one. We told you everything is one. So therefore Prabhupada starts hanging on. Everything is one. Everything is one means what? Everything, the basis of everything is one. Not that everything is one. Therefore, Brahma Satyam Jagan Mithya. Everything is one, but this material world is illusion. Only him is one. That Brahmam is one. So therefore, uh, everything is false. So Prabhupada starts with decrying the monists. Why? Because there is a word of ekaha here. That is why Prabhupada starts here to say Brahma, that, that it doesn't mean that Brahman on alone is Satyam. Everything is Satyam. Everything is truth. The difference is this is Anityam. Ashashvatam. Nitya means what? Constant. Anitya means non-constant. Shashvatam means what? Eternal. Ashashvatam means transient. So, this material world also is a fact, but it is a transient fact. That's what Prabhupada is saying. That's why he starts with the purport, said Brahma Satyam Jagan Mithya, which states spirit is real, whereas manifested material world is false. It is, it is wrong. Everything is true. Our experiences with matter, it's all true. Why it is true? Prabhupada tells it in the second purport. Now, out of my inquisitive brain, I spent two hours watching a video. The video was presented by a scientist. The topic was nothing. <laughs> it took him two hours with lot of graphs, colors, diagrams to explain him what it means nothing. Finally, he said nothing means, he put a paragraph of half a page. Nothing means the particle that creates beyond time, space and dimension, blah, 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 blah. That is nothing. Can you imagine? Nothing means he went on to explain so many things. Is it not something? How can it be nothing? If he's taking so much trouble to explain nothing, that must be something. How can you call it nothing? Why are you giving it a name nothing? 
So there is some, there is nothing called as nothing in this universe. There has to be something. So therefore, nothing is false. Everything is true because everything is coming from that one thing which is Krishna, that one truth which is Krishna. So how can false things emanate from Krishna? Yet Prabhupada, sometimes we see in the scriptures, we say it is illusion. Illusion is because it's not that it is false, but it is just, it is anitya, it is transient. That is why it is said as false. Now, why do they talk about so many features and what is that ekaha? In the Gajendra Moksha prayers, Gajendra also prays like that. Arura Rupaya. Arura Arurupaya. Arurupaya means... You don't have a form and yet you have millions of forms. He prays to the Lord like that. So what it means is, in this, in this verse, all of this, all of this are enabled. Prabhupada writes, all of this are manifestations of your different energies. Now think about it. When a jiva enters the womb of a mother, does the jiva manifest the body? Or the mother manifests the body, or the Lord who man is the one who manifests the body. Who is the cause of that body? All three in one sense. All three in one sense. Is the body growing because of the jiva inside, or is the body growing because of the Lord inside? Both. Both. But the ultimate reason is Lord. because of the Lord inside. He's the ultimate cause. When the Lord exits the body. The jiva also has to exit the body. The body is working. I am able to speak. I am able, able to vibrate my vocal cords. It's only because the Lord is helping me to vibrate the vocal cords. So this is the meditation how the sages see that to see the Lord as the Jagat was to see the Lord as the cause of all causes and to see that the jiva is not an independent cause. Ahameva sameva adre Nanyat yet sadasat param. The verse that Chatushloki Bhagavatam, which talks about number, the first Chatushloki Bhagavatam, it is talking that although the jivas have free will, they don't have free action. There is a difference between talking about free will and action. Willing, jiva can will, but he can't do anything. He is asamartha. Sarva samartha is only Krishna. He can only move this material body. He can only move everything. It is said, there is a beautiful pastime. We all know Damodar's pastime, right? Damodar Leela. When Yashoda Maya tied Lord Krishna to the grinding mortar, Krishna started moving and she went away into the kitchen. So Krishna started moving and Krishna actually was very tiny to the grinding mortar. It is said that the mortar was quite big and Krishna was just a little boy who was tied to the grinding mortar. And after Mother Yashoda goes, goes away, it is a huge wooden mortar, right? It's very difficult to move. Krishna starts to move with the grinding mortar. And one of the Acharya writes that from a distance, we could see the grinding mortar roll. It was moving like this, a huge mortar. Krishna was not visible there because Krishna was a tiny child. But somebody seeing there, they could see the mortar move. You know, the huge mortar moving like that. It's moving like that. But then if you really see, then there is Krishna who is crawling on the ground like that. So in the same way, we might have huge bodies, the elephant body, the blue whale body, huge bodies. The jiva do not have any capacity to move it. When paralysis strikes to the body, the jiva wants to move. Can it move? It can't move. So then who was moving it? It was the Lord through the agency of the devatas who was moving the body. So therefore the acharya is right. 
just as we all move this huge body the gigantic body which is the mortar it cannot move if that tiny paramatma anoraniyan mahato mahiyan yo vidadadik so so if there is no lord there is no paramatma inside this body cannot move so therefore all of these is only made possible because the lord is spread inside all of us as different forms so all of this is his forms only when we see a form of a hog the lord is there inside it as a form of a hog to function as a hog otherwise a jeeva cannot function as a hog the lord is there in an elephant in the form of an elephant to function as an elephant so all of these material universes the shapes the, the species they are all a manifestation of the lord's forms aneka vatra nayanam bahur bahupadam arjuna says i am seeing many legs many eyes when he sees the material form of the lord or the universal form of the lord what does it mean every eyes every body every species actually is a form of a, a lord so therefore he is unlimited in that that sense if we see the material universe the material universe the lord enters the material universe and then makes everything alive yontah pravishya mamavachan imam prasuktam dhruva maharaj prays like that that you have entered into me and activated all my functions so in the same way the lord has entered into the material universe and made it alive now this is the outer cosmos theory now talk about the inner cosmos the moment the jiva enters the womb of a mother the lord enters the jiva and enables the activities of the jiva so therefore you know in in our practice it is said that a pregnant woman comes to the temple she need not pay obeisances to the lord in one sense why because she is carrying the lord in her womb what is the lord people think it is the child that they are talking about it is not the child it is the lord within the child that she is carrying therefore if you come to south india the the so called sanctum sanctorum or in english we call altar what is altar called as in, I, i don't know what they call it in, at least in kannada they say it is called as garbhagudi or garbhagraha it is called as why is it called as garbha garbha means womb garbha means womb so krishna is a nitya garbhavasa nitya garbha his for him it is nitya garbha every living entity taking birth anywhere it is the lord taking birth because without the lord coming out the jiva cannot come out so therefore the lord is manifesting his energies and sanctioning all these enjoyment to the jivas through his energies without the lord nothing can happen so therefore he alone is the reason for everything to exist whatever it is devarshi pitra bhutanam aindriya even the senses for example i am able to see am i able to see am i able to see the eyes are seeing can the eyes see no prabhu ji the mind is see can the mind see no prabhu ji jiva is see can the jiva see no so what can it see it has to see an object the material object but this material object that the form of a desk this also is a supreme lord because because without the supreme lord sitting here without him reflecting the property of light it can i cannot see the object is it not how is the wood reflecting light where is the light coming from that light also is krishna this wood also is krishna this eyes also is krishna who is perceiving that jiva within that jiva enabling the jiva to see everything that is also krishna jiva is not krishna you have to be careful of that that's what prophet is saying the potency of seeing sorry madam the potency of seeing the potency of seeing is coming from krishna he is enabling the jiva to see see the wood you wanted to see the wood you want to taste prashadam you want to smell something all of this is enabled only by krishna so ekam jagat karana vastu akhilam that is krishna is the only jagat karana vastu therefore prabhupad writes sarvam khalvidam brahma so therefore he alone is the cause of this material universe otherwise there is no other cause 
So uh, that is why in the Shastras, uh, as I was saying, Janma and Mrityu. Janma means that which has become one. The Jiva comes into this, into this matter, the matter starts evolving and there is a body that starts create, getting created. And that is happening because the Lord is inside it. And when the Lord exits, it becomes Mrityu. Mrityu means what? What is Mrityu? Mrityu means clay. That is why we say Mridanga Angam. Mrida Angam. Mrida means made of clay. Mridanga means Mrida means made of clay. Mrida Mrida is the Sanskrit Dhatu. Mrida Maya made of clay. Mrida means Mridanga we say. Angam means body. Mrida means clay. Mridanga means made of clay. Mrityu means that which is a body becomes back into clay. All that has gone back. Mrityu means that it's not finishing of the soul. It is just means the body was there. Now the body has gone back into the five elements. The Jiva is now going into another body. So it continues the cycle. So this Janma, Mrityu, uh, all of these effects are studied in this, in this verse to say that Abhideya Ekaha, Prabhupada says this entire cosmic manifestation is not false but simply a temporary manifestation of your inconceivable energy. And why is this important? This is important because in the ninth chapter Krishna says Jnanam, sabi, jnanam satam, uh, Savignanam one has to understand this with jnana and vijnana. Meditate. This is, this is one of the important aspects for devotees to understand. That how do I perceive Krishna everywhere? Whatever form I am seeing, it is his form. It is only because of him I can see. It is only because of him I can even perceive certain objects. My senses are working because of him. These are his senses. If you see the second, uh, second canto, uh, Brahmaji, there is a, uh, sorry, I think it's the second canto or the third canto. Brahmaji is given a tour of, uh, a quick tour of Vaikuntha Loka. And there he sees all the five senses as, as energy serving the Supreme Lord. So the five senses are serving the Lord. The five Tanmatras, for example, I smell a flower. When I smell a flower, the Tanmatra, the perception of smell or fragrance, that also is made possible because of Krishna. I am smelling the fragrance. The fragrance is Krishna. The flower is also Krishna. And this nose that I am smelling is also Krishna. All this is enabled by Krishna's energy. When I say Krishna, we have to understand that it is energy of Krishna. Therefore, Krishna says, Maya tatamidam sarvam jagadavyakta murtina matsthani sarvabhutani najaham teshva avasthitaha Krishna says, I am that but I am still not that. Najaham teshva avasthitaha Everything is within me but I am not in everything. What it means is that he is there in this material universe, but he is not taking the material universe as ashtray. Like for example, we are there in this building. This building is my shelter. So in the same way, Krishna is inside this body, but this body is not the shelter of Krishna. He is the shelter of this body. So this unique aspect Krishna tells that he is there in everything, but he is the karana, he is the, uh, he is the sanctioner, he is the dharana of everything. So that is what this verse is talking about. Are the ability of those senses to sense. Correct. The ability if of the senses to the sense. Nose, it can't uh, get the fragments. The ability of the panchab, the elements to emit their properties like Gandhavati Prithvi, the, the ability of uh, clay to emit fragrance, that also is Krishna's ability. So everything is Krishna's ability. Everything is the Supreme Lord's ability. So therefore, if we ekam tattvato gnatum, if this tattvato gnatum, if I understand this tattvam, that Krishna is behind everything that exists in this universe. And if I meditate him as the karanam to dheya, as the root cause of everything, then I will be able to appreciate that govindam adipurusham sarva karana karanam. Then I will finally come to the point of understanding 
how magnanimous he is that he stands still separate and manages the affair through his energies. So I'll stop here. If there are any comments or realizations or questions that somebody wants to ask. Yes, ma'am. Prabhu, uh, with the fungus and also with the, the jivas born in sweat, is there any union of male and female of some species? <clears throat> The, the amoeba, when we talk about amoeba, they say amoeba thrives or, or these bacteria especially thrive on sweat. Now how do they procreate? They procreate by separating themselves or sometimes dividing themselves into two. Whether there is a father and a mother, Prabhupada actually in the morning what Prabhupada tells to uh, his disciple that the sweat is the mother, the environment in which they, they procreate, like the bacteria in the sweat is dividing itself into two, the sweat is the mother anyways. Because that is the environment in which the body is created into two. In the same way, the womb is the mother in one sense. Uh, so in the same way, uh, who is the father? The father must be the ability that the bacteria has got from the Lord himself. So there must be some ability that the amoeba is given so that he can divide himself into two. Or the cell can divide himself into two. So therefore there must be a father and a mother. How they procreate, we don't know. Because we only know one or two types of Shrishti. Shrishti in this universe, again, there are many types of Shrishti. The only Shrishti we know is Parsha Shrishti. There is Shabda Shrishti, there is uh, Drishti Shrishti, there is Shabda Shrishti, there is creation because of sound, creation because of touch, creation because of um, uh, sight. You know, Veda Vyasa created the three Pandus, which is Pandu, Dhritarashtra and Vidura through sight. It was not Sparsha Shrishti. We know only Sparsha Shrishti, that is the touch of the senses or skin. But there are many other Shristis that Brahmaji can create. Now Brahmaji is creating so many living entities. So he, he, he is a master of Shristi. So like that. So there must be one of the type of Shristi that the bacteria follows or is, in, is endowed with because of the Lord Mataji. I think they have both male and female nature in one only. Yes. So therefore they yeah. whatever, they create they and, and Correct. So that energy of the Lord has been invested into them. So that is the understanding If there are no questions, we'll stop here. Grantraj Shrimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Shla Prabhupada ki jai, Ananta Koti Vaishnava Vrindi ki jai, Nitai Gaur, Vimanande, Hari Kum.